0: Hi, folks. Welcome to 2023 and the inaugural Weber's Whipping Post podcast. Here's to trusting you had a Merry Christmas and are charging full steam ahead into an even better new year. I come to you from my broadcast studio on a bitterly cold day in Brebunet, Illinois, trying to figure out why the hell I'm not in Arizona. For a variety of reasons, Illinois has long lost its luster to me, but that's a rant for another day. The podcast version of Weber's Whipping Post will be to broadcast conservative commentary, some of which will be obtained from my weekly columns, printed in four different newspapers, and that can be found on my blog page, also called, what else, Weber's Whipping Post. I intend to keep this podcast between 10 to 15 minutes so you can listen in your car or in a shower. Down the road, I foresee having guests as well, so keep in touch. The title of the podcast and blog comes from a novel I published back in 2010, which I named Whipping Post. The title had quite a bit to do with my fondness for Almer Brothers' music, as well as the song Whipping Post, written by Greg Allman. The chorus to the song goes something like this, and since I can't hold a candle to Greg's version, I'm not going to embarrass myself by singing. Sometimes I feel like I've been tied to the Whipping Post Oh, Lord, I feel like I'm dying. In my head, I associated that chorus, perhaps, to the life of an over-the-road truck driver who's out pounding the highways to make a living while all hell is breaking out at home. The grass isn't getting mowed. His daughter's running around with some boy she shouldn't. There's a leaky pipe in the bathroom. Junior's grades are slipping. And Mama is home alone, lonely, and not very happy about it. That's the G-rated version, folks, but you get my drift. All these years later, the title also makes me imagine woke snowflakes and politicians tied to a whipping post in a public square for everyone to point at and laugh. Doesn't the vision of lobbing a rotten tomato at Joe Biden while tied to the post give you a warm, fuzzy feeling all over? I have embarked on this podcast as some candy for your ear, perhaps. I'll pass along material for my latest commentary, plus find some other interesting tidbits. This seemed like a better use of my time than futilely chasing golf balls all over the desert. 1.7 Trillion Reasons to Overturn the Government In 1845, the great French historian Alexis de Tocqueville stated, all those who seek to destroy the liberties of a democratic nation ought to know that war is is the surest and shortest means to accomplish it. So a question for you. How do you get over 500 thieves, swindlers, and all-around general reprobates to stand and applaud wildly in unison? The answer, my friends, is to stuff additional billions of taxpayer dollars into America's voracious war, special interest, and money laundering machines. This causes congressmen to go wild with greed. Just before Christmas, Queen B. Nancy Pelosi tried to have Vladimir Zelensky in front of the House of Representatives when the Senate has her special guest for a pep rally for Zelensky. He was there in a sweatshirt and cargo pants to beg and demand for more money. The old battle axe held the rally to stir the congressmen into supplying Ukraine with more of our money, ostensibly to smite those nasty Russians. We must poke the Great Red Menace, regardless of the fact that said Great Red Menace is sitting on the largest nuclear arsenal in the world, possibly a precursor for Armageddon. The rally was Pelosi's way of trying to keep us from knowing what was really going on, and I'm not referring to her husband, Paul Hammertime Pelosi's exploits, although I'd like to know them. While America collectively beats their chest, gives vulgar hand gestures to Vladimir Putin, and good-naturedly backslaps Zelensky, Pelosi was sticking her bony little hand in all her pockets again. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of her hand in my pocket. We can't put her out past her fast enough for this old shabance boy. By the way, I use shabance references quite a bit. It's a small town six miles south of Kankakee where I was raised. It could be compared to Mayberry of Andy Griffin fame. Don't get me wrong, folks. I truly feel for the plight of the Ukrainian people. What those poor folks are going through is a crime against humanity. I don't have all the answers for what to do, but I just don't feel like forking over boatloads of money or our troops is the answer, especially if the rest of the world is not going to help. We need to get out of policing and funding the world. We can't afford it. Zelensky is merely a pawn for Nancy's last great hurrah of passing yet another absolutely absurd astronomical Democratic spending bill. It's 4,155 pages that nobody read before passing the damn thing. That's as insane as Nancy is. Spending money like a coked-up rapper in a strip club, Congress is now stuck with a $1.7 billion tab. The Senate passed the bill, then rushed it over for Nancy's pep rally so they could all go home in time for Christmas. The bill is not just Democrats spending either. Eighteen Republican senators, including China's own Mitch McConnell, voted in favor of the spending bill. The rally must have done the trick as the House passed the spending monstrosity the next day without much effort. Nine Republican House members voted for the bill, including our own little kankakee turncoat, Adam Kinzinger. We, the great unwashed, will fork over another $45 billion during a recession for Zelensky to spend as he sees fit with no idea of what he's doing with all that dough. This brings the total given to Ukraine over $110 billion. Does anybody have a clue of what we might get for that investment other than the possible annihilation of Earth? But there's more. Another $2.6 billion, yes, billion, will be spent to fund the ridiculous January 6th legal efforts and to keep certain American citizens unlawfully locked up. This will include further support of prosecutions, which probably means nothing more than a war chest to chase Trump into hell. The old axiom, hell hath no fury like Nancy scorned, has never been more true. Maybe I've been looking at this all wrong and just start feeling sorry for husband Paul. No wonder he drinks so much. Pelosi stuck another provision in the budget to direct the Capitol Police to extend security for former House speakers, as in Nancy Pelosi, for a year after they leave office. No word on what that will cost us schmucks, although the Capitol Police budget is now being increased by $132 million. Congress is going to bestow the corrupt FBI more of our money to curb all that domestic terrorism and extremist violence they envision we see, too. Quick, name the last time you saw any domestic terrorism or extremist violence. I'm not referring to the crime on the street stuff we see every night on the news, as that doesn't count with our congressmen. They're not funding that issue. Our government doesn't even think there is a crime problem, mostly because it hasn't come to their house yet. This means the FBI will have more money to spy on law-abiding citizens such as those they don't agree with politically. In a sane world, the FBI budget will be slashed to zero until the sewage emanating from the swamp has been drained out of the Hoover and Quantico buildings, and people like Ray, Strozek, and Comey are all in prison awaiting treason charges. But there's more. Other boondoggles we schmucks get to pay for include $3 million to a hip-hop museum in the Bronx. Why can't the hip-hoppers build their own museum? They seem to be rolling in money, judging by their videos and constant award shows. $3.6 million for a hiking trail in Georgia, named after Michelle Obama. The Obamas are worth north of $40 million and were the ones footing the bill for this boondoggle? $200 million to promote gender programs in Pakistan. What the hell? How does this make sense? $8.16 million for various LGBTQ programs. I have nothing against gays, folks, but it's too much to state I don't want to give them money for promotion of their sex lives or identity, just as they don't want to donate to mine. But the most ironic, moronic, asinine, preposterous, absurd, total waste of our money of all $410 million to reimburse several Middle Eastern countries for, get this, border security. Our southern border hemorrhages illegal immigrants daily by the thousands that overwhelm systems we can no longer afford smuggling drugs that are killing our youth in record numbers, yet elected officials are sending our money for the borders in other countries. This deserves a WTF. In 2015, Congressman Louie Gohmert introduced a bill that would call for no taxation without representation. Actually, I thought that was a real law existing somewhere in our governing documents, but it's not. It was just a rallying cry. Anyway, Louis submitted to the House Ways and Means Committee, where it has languished ever since. Probably sits right on top of the term limits bill shoved in a pile on the far end of some bureaucrat's desk, never to see the light of day. Congress is not representing our best interests, folks. They represent their interests only in it's killing this country. Every year, we hear these massive spending programs of our money on items that do not represent our interest in the slightest. They spend our hard-earned money on ridiculous items that keep us fighting with each other, while really big money, such as $110 billion to Ukraine, money that can be laundered, leaves the country. Our Congress has done a great job of making us an exporter of our own money. This pretty much sums up the war machine. With the House turning over to a Republican majority, it's thought things will change. That's doubtful, but we'll see. Republicans like status quo and don't want to upset their fellow Democrat statesmen, even while said Democrat statesman is beating the hell out of the Republican. Thank you, sir. Can I have another? One of the first things we need to do with this new House is to insist they pass Gohmert's bill, H.R. 1813, So we can start suing or jailing these honorable bastards, spending our money on things not to the benefit of this country. It's time we got mad. Now for something lighter. Some folks listening to this might already know, but my New Year's resolution is to give Mark Zuckerberg the finger and canceling my Facebook account. He won't miss his next bowl of granola and tofu over my cancellation, but I'm tired of his left-leaning algorithms and those self-righteous, woke nut jobs he calls fact-checkers. I just don't want to be part of that nonsense anymore, and I encourage you folks to do the same. I also think it's time to give up on my beloved Chicago Cubs, at least until the Ricketts family has disposed themselves of the team. Evidently, now that they have finally drugged the Cubs across the World Series line for the first time in over 100 years, they decide to revert back to Phil Wrigley's plan of teasing everyone in the offseason about what they're going to do, then hiring has-beens, bargains, and washed-up players, then never following through with any of the big names they promised. They prefer mediocrity of performance while collecting lots of our money, kind of like our government. I held on until they won something of significance in 2016, but I'm too old to fall for it again. I'm running out of World Series opportunities. Until Ricketts sells out, I'm a Yankee fan. Having nothing better to do the other day, I happened to click on a link to Capital One Shopping. You know about this? If not, you might want to find it on the net. You can sign up. It's free. If you download it to your computer, the next time you are shopping online, Capital One will interrupt you to tell you where you can get the same item cheaper. For example, I went to Amazon and on a lark, downloaded AirPods. I didn't need AirPods. Mine happened to be sitting in front of me, so I typed it in. Sure enough, a green box appeared to inform me how I could save $14 on them. Given that I have a cat that likes to eat the damn thing, this is important information for me. Anyway, you might want to try it out. That will be the one and only time you ever will hear me offer shopping advice. Comically, I'm in a battle with a company that hosts my blog page, Weber's Whipping Post. I tried to promote my commentary of the FTX bankruptcy to a larger audience. You have to pay for that, folks. Some snowflake at WordPress flagged my commentary. Seems they didn't like me saying that Justin Trudeau is allegedly the bastard son of Fidel Castro. As of the date of this blog, we are still at loggerheads and the commentary has not been promoted. What is it with liberals that they can't understand to agree with the right of free speech? Well, that's all for now, folks. I sure hope you come back next week.